everybody welcome back to cow daily um i'll long this out a bit until people start joining the stream um apologies we have not been back at usual time recently i am being on the road currently in france and uh it's nice but uh, as you can see i've got some mad janky setup going on here <laughs> but we're getting a show done and it's usually the day we don't do a show but we're doing a bloody show. If you could let us know whether it sounds all right and all that, because it's took us a while to get this set up properly. Um, I'll not bore you with all of the detail of setting up a new studio, but that's what we've had to do. And what I'm trying to do is there's a room through there, get it set up in there, but the internet doesn't stretch yet. And I've got a TP link, but it's stone walls. So it's a mare trying to run the internet, but I'll make it work. We always do. Who's in the comments? Get up. Zoe's in. Nice to see you. Leon's in. Hello. Michael Dines. Sounds good. Cheers, mate. Thank you for that. Very much appreciated. It's always the same when um set up a new studio. It's all sound and all of that stuff and um, lighting and all of that carry on. I cannot wait to get stuck into this, which is going forward. looks like it's going to be the thing. Which is great because I've missed doing this and I've missed you. Um, today we're going to talk about, um, and this will be no surprise to like regulars of Cow Daily, two seconds of the mosquito trying to get us. I'll get you. He's flown away. He knows, he knows the Georgeois are in town. The gated lads. So um, what we're talking about is Alzheimer's and COVID, which will be no surprise to people who've been regulars to Cow Daily for the last year um this is particularly linked to a tv presenter called fiona phillips whose face i know but i don't really watch like telly i do watch iplayer but I, I don't know really who these people are anything about them but that'll be on later tony blair getting his aura in about the nhs again which will again surprise regulars of cow daily not one jot and also farage caught lion Again, which will surprise nobody whatsoever, anywhere, at all. If you'd like to support our work, please go to patreon.com forward slash cowdaily, patreon.com forward slash cowdaily for all your supporting independent media needs on the regular. Also, if you want to support our work via a one-off donation, you can go to the PayPal link in description. We very much appreciate it. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, there's some kind of like cash symbol for super thanks or something at the bottom. All contributions greatly appreciated. Nice to the one. Also, if you'd like to share the stream, it's always helpful and happy. But first, let us blow our own trumpet as we storm back into the top 20 on the podcast charts. Just below you, Boris, BBC Radio 4 there, and CBS News' Intelligence Matters with some former acting director of the CIA, Richard Morell. Get below us where you belong, former so-called CIA acting director. Nobody's former, are they, brother? We are above the Young Turks as well, which is from like people might not know who they are, but they're quite a big independent, like sort of leftish media organization from America. So I'm buzzing with that because, as you can see, janky ass business, just just us doing it here. 
against Ali's big hitters, which is Belter. Can you imagine if we had the funding? Can you imagine? We'd smash the granny out of them proper. Also as well, shout to the Danish crew. First time we have ever charted in your lands. Went in at number 14, went up to number 11 in their chart. Never happened before. Um, buzzing with it though. Shouts to the Danish Massive. Nice. I've never been to Denmark actually, so if anybody wants to book for the start of a Nordic tour, I'm in. I'm in. I'm all about that life. Hook a brother up. Book a kookaburra. Yada, right here. No idea at all why we've charted in Denmark, much like why we entered the top 10 in Mexico the other week. No idea what that's about. Intensely grateful, though. Um, wondering if there's just loads of people from Gateshead who live in Denmark and Mexico. Has that occurred? Please let us know. Shout to the Denmark and Mexico gang. Right. Just a little bit on France. I'm going to do a proper, I've got loads of stuff and I'm trying to get a guest from local to come and talk to about the riots and civil insurrection, all that. But I see that the fash ghouls are out painting what is happening in France as an immigrant problem, egged on by the far left, much like they do in the UK when anything like this happens. There's ever a problem with police brutality and racism, but in reality, it's a problem with poverty. When I was a teenager, two young lads were joyriding and was run off the road by North America police. Riots soon broke out in different parts of Tyneside, which then in turn spread to other parts of England, like the Blackbird Lees Estate in Oxford. It was overwhelmingly white working class young people who were involved in those riots. The common denominator between those young people back then and since and the young people in France today is poverty. That's poverty. And it is as well. And every ghoul in the land is trying to paint this out to be, oh, well, it's anybody who isn't white. Let's be honest, there's a complete racist overtone going on. And it's not just from your usual ghouls, it's from everybody. Like, it seems to me that these talking points that at one point would have even stood out on the Stormfront Fash message board, just GB News, Talk TV, like I saw one from Sky News Australia, say like a headline saying that it proves that France's immigration policy has failed. What? What are you on about? Like check it out yourself. The links between like serious crime, like street crime and whatever, and poverty. I mean, that just absolutely undeniable. And it, it for me, like. I get really quite viscerally angry when I see people talk about these type of things. I mean, you know, for people who maybe have been under a rock, what happened in France, um, a copper shot a 17-year-old lad. That 17-year-old lad didn't have a history of crime at all, by the way. Um, and also, he was driving a car without a license. I did that when I was bloody 16, 17, loads of times. Loads of times. Say this. See what happened there. The two lads were joyriding and run off the road by Northumbria police. So their their estate, the Meadowell or the Ridges, as it's known locally by locals, went up. So did the West End of Newcastle. I remember seeing all of this. I mean, I was a teenager at the time. Um, our our ends didn't go up, but they could have done. People, there was like a lot of the sort of copycat stuff going, and it was because the police had killed somebody, 
Like, look at what happened in, was it Cardiff recently? Overwhelmingly white young people kicking off similarly because the police had run somebody off the road. Um, On and on it goes. And yet, it's all over the news that this is somehow something to do with immigration. Listen, you're an absolute mug lips of the highest order if you're buying into that stuff. And I'm not even trying to do this whole thing that seems to be going up. But let's try and understand these people. You can't understand these people if you don't educate them. Listen, with a lot of these people, it's a hiding to nothing. I'm telling you now, getting on the offensive has been the most, like, the the best way of trying to turn people's heads. People didn't want to be, like, spoken to, like, you're giving them a back rub. At the end of the day, like, putting this down to people's ethnicity and other things is abhorrent. It's absolutely, like, factually inaccurate, but, like, also just lazy, too. Like, switch on GB News, blame blame the blacks, blame the Arabs, blame the Muslims, blame whatever you want to bloody blame. It's all rooted in racial prejudice fanned by the Farages of this world, who will be coming on to later about something else. What a tool. That's the way it seems to go. And as I say, I'm here now and um, was going to be covering stuff to do with, like, um, you know, the passage of migrants and things of that nature into France. But we're going to pivot into this because we're here. We're queer. Get over it. See what you're saying in the comments. Who's the gun? Was is in? Nice one. Nice to see you. B62 Boom One, Gang Gang. Dunk Paler, nice to see you, pal. Larry Cow Gang, you're all good. Everybody's sweet and good, I think. Well, kid. Dave Slaz, the legend. That is Dave Slaz. I read all. Nice to see you. Always a pleasure. And it legitimately is never a chore. I've absolutely missed you. Um, just going to take a little drink. Just going to run some Ravi Shankar while I do it in the time on a tradition. Ding, 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 ding. It's been a busy in for us the day. I don't know about you. It's been a busy in for us the last week. I'll tell you about it um, on a show that isn't this one, though. Um, maybe on Friday. Who knows? Um, just let you know as well. Tomorrow we've got Graham Cansdale from Tusk. That's the Trade Union and Socialist Coalition, I believe. I hope I've got that right. Been try- I want to uh, speak to somebody from them for a while, and he's kind of great to come on. We talk about other things like Newcastle United and all that as well, actually. Um, not the football itself, but other things. The fight against wrongings, that kind of thing. Just your water for me the day, though. Lush. Tell you what, it's actually kind of cold here today, which I like. Because let me tell you, good people, last week was far too hot for me. Anyway, I throttle cat. I want cats for back, he says, for all. He doesn't say that, but it's just don't ever hold up a white piece of paper. It's just going to get done, isn't it? He does, though, apparently. Anyway, just to give you a bit of backstory, a bit of bit of boo It's starting to sound like the new monkey MCs again. Bit of backstory. Barrage has essentially shat the bed 
um, Coots, which is the was the Queen's, probably the King's bank now, where all the really rich people leave their money. Let's say, um, he Farage came out and said that um, he's had banking services removed from it's clearly a political decision. Blah blah blah. Loads of his nodding dogs have went along with it, ran with the story. Even Aaron Bastani from Navarra Media went to bat for him and appears to be doubling down like a melt when it's being exposed that this very thing is on the Coots website. I look to invest or borrow a minimum of, and this is where you do an uh, inquiry form to see if they'll actually take your account because you've got to have a high net worth to take it. So this is from Coots. Are you looking to invest or borrow a minimum of £1 million or save £3 million with Coots? Yes or no? Are your circumstances likely to change in the next six months to allow you to answer yes to any of the previous questions? No, my circumstances won't change. We thank you for your inquiry. Based on the information you provided, our services may not suit your current needs. Coots are part of the NatWest Group, who offer alternative relationship-based accounts with NatWest Premier, Premier Bank and Office, blah, blah, blah. Listen, this all happened to Farage, and it's because he fell below the threshold. I mean, he's still rich by any token by most people's metrics. And yet here we are. Once again, Farage lies, amplified by all these nodding dogs, EGB newsers and all of this. And we've got just like two different like versions of reality. Maybe it's three, maybe it's more, I don't know. But one thing I do know, we've got the truth and we've got everything these mugs are saying. But it works though, doesn't it? Because... These people are going to be up a height. They're going to be so invested in this that they're not going to um, roll back from it. And they're in this like mad nether world where they have to double down. And like, it's literally just on a bank and it's the threshold for rich people. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm sure, well, alleged, alleged amounts of money around the world also, um, it's been knocking about that um, your boy Farage took half a million off Russia today. Why? Why is he getting money off Russia today? Honestly, I've got a belting, belting Russia today story. Do us a favor, give us a few weeks, right? And remind us on to tell you the belting, it's a personal one as well, the Russia today story. And also, it'll bring in a sharp relief how absolutely like an utter wrongings these people are that we're talking about because guess what it's easy to say no anyway remind us in a few weeks because we'll be back proper see what comments are kicking a boot on this one do 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 oh man so as I say, I've leaving a wee bit just off to see my gran who fairly recently has developed severe dementia and has declined fast in the past six seven months so as um, later on in the show might interest you then, mate, I'm really, really sorry to hear that that's what's happening um, to your grand, but also to your family. Um, Alzheimer's is ho- like a horrible and brutal thing, mate, and um, all I can do is wish, wish you and any family affected by it, love. But hopefully you'll see this later and you'll see um, what we've put together. And a lot of it, maybe to you particularly, wouldn't be anything new. But it does bring home into sharp relief the need for HEPA filters and other mitigations because 
I'll save it for them, but you know what know what we're talking about. Moving to big big six two, boom on for Arsenal flush moral toilet. Fully, fully agreed. Really nice to see all the beautiful comments for Slaz there as well. Much love, Slaz. Really sorry to hear that, man. Right, I'll just have a quick drink wherever I put it. I've put it here. Quick drink, and then we're going to do something on the National Health Service. Uh, um, um, right, so NHS. So this week is the 75th anniversary of the National Health Service in the UK. Um, on the screen, we have one of its founding documents. It looks like just as an aside, those do- I don't know if you ever did that project at school where you had to steep things in tea and make them look old. It looks like that for your audio listeners. So anyway, the new National Health Service, your new National Health Service begins on the 5th of July. What is it? How do you get it? It will provide you with all medical, dental and nursing care. Everyone, rich or poor, man, woman or child can use it or any part of it. There are no charges except for a few special items. There are no insurance qualifications, but it's not a charity. You're all paying for it, mainly as taxpayers, and it will relieve your money worries in times of illness. So people who've been tuning into Cow Daily for a while will know we've been talking about the NHS, and I would recommend you go to a recent podcast with Dr. Julia Grace Patterson of Every Doctor, where she details some of the stuff that's happening. We've got a plethora of stuff on the channel as well. That's youtube.com forward slash Cow Daily. Um, there's an NHS folder. There's several folders on this kind of stuff so moving on from that though what we have today is tony blair urges expanded role for private sector as nhs turns 75 now we've talked about west street and quite a bit we've talked about uh peter mandelson who is no stranger to blair none of them are um there's something interesting i thought i'd included in this from caroline j malloy a writer at caroline j malloy on twitter she's saying every one of tony blair's ideas for the nhs here is evidence-free ideological profit opportunity creating bullshit so what is she saying just take a few of them even the most innocuous sounding ones e.g pushing fitbit type tracker wearable devices etc which don't help the unfit in fact evidence shows discouragement not to mention eating disorder exacerbation but they do create a lot of worried well work for gps she goes on to say then there's the suggestion that directing people to the private sector more can somehow help the nhs anyone who has witnessed the total collapse of nhs dentistry and tell you where this one ends up going funny enough a two-tier service just means the bottom tier rots and more from caroline the idea that given the private sector the high volume low complexity patients has already been tried with blair's istc model we've talked about this on a previous show and subsequent privatization it just drains trained staff and cross-subsidy funding from our more complex needs which is most of us at some stage oh and there's also been ample evidence i mean literally guys i spent 10 years writing about this that such privatizations are dangerous for patients who have to get blue lighted to an er miles away if something goes wrong and very bad for staff who see conditions eroded this good people is just one of the many instances or topics that we've been discussing regarding the nhs regarding nhs privatization we'll mention street in a little bit later as well what he said about this just today what we have here as well is 
the suggestion that an app directly to the private sector is somehow the answer to what teaching us to accept that the NHS doesn't provide what we need anymore. Actually, that's already happening. Presumably Blair just wants to normalize it. Um, there's a link to an article from opendemocracy.net website for booking NHS appointments offers mostly private health care. This is a problem. Um, we've talked about Palantir, Peter Thiel's outfit, um, who work hand in glove with Peter Mandelson's global council consultancy firm. Um, Palantir have been given the NHS data contract, which is really, really, really bad. And turns out Mandelson was um, having stuff to do with that. Um, if you want to know the detail about that, go back to previous shows. It's really worth your time. Um, obviously, for the purposes of the run and order of this show, we can't go too much deeper into that right now. But it's all there for you if you want to see it. So what's your boy Street and Shadow Health Secretary and person who would really, really like to privatise the NHS, who is really, really, really loving Tony Blair and Peter Mandelson and took 15k off a private health care donor and then contacted Jules from every doctor kicking off that they were that he was on their database of people who took money from private health care on the labor right, not happy when the light's shining on them, big up Jules and every doctor. So Streeting, quote, tweets, and even standard article. The future of the NHS is on the ballot at the next election. Don't buy the pessimism of the Conservatives. Things can get better, says Wes Streeting. Streeting says, today we'll witness the absurd spectacle of Conservative ministers celebrating the 75th birthday of an institution they've broken. It will fall to a Labour government to build an NHS fit for the future, free at the point of use, and there's no there for us when we need it. He keeps saying free at the point of use, but he doesn't say what's behind that and what they want to be doing is privatised. And obviously, we've seen Blair there as well, talking his talk. It's coming, and I'm telling you this for now, and we can't mollycoddle or pussyfoot around. If you're still on this, oh, get the Tories out thing and voting for Labour on some tactical shit, the blood on your hands from this privatisation and look at all the studies around the world in regards to private healthcare not stacking up well against the NHS... Before the NHS was being defunded, it was 10 years or more ago, the NHS was classed as the best healthcare in the world. And it's not now. It's fallen down quite drastically because it's been underfunded. And politicians on both sides of the House, Labour, the Tories, are either saying directly this is because of immigration, a lie, or insinuating pretty heavily that's because of immigration. Again, a lie, Labour Party. And it's about softening us all up for the inevitable privatisation. Oh, well, we've got to, we've got to. I'll give you one tidbit from the stuff we've talked about before, if you're just tuning in for the first time now. Like, <laughs> what they, one of the main planks of what they're trying to do is to, like, help get, get the private sector to help the NHS. It's, all like, already happening. Jules told us the other week that there's about 1,000 private doctors in the UK. There's over 100,000 NHS doctors. And all that they do is pull these people in from the private sector, like fr from the NHS into the private sectors, and they would be doing the same operations, the same this, the same that, and the third. So it's all a big blag and a lie. But guess who benefits? Shareholders, profit mongers. And isn't it mad how something like 15K donation to somebody like Wes Street and can buy complicity in this? What a little shit. To say the least, what a wrong and a dodge part. So I, that's what's going on in the NHS. We know about this. 
what we want to talk about now, though, is this. Okay, now, so TV presenter Fiona Phillips reveals she has Alzheimer's at the age of 62. The GM TV host undergoing trials for a new drug that scientists hope could slow or reverse the illness. That was from The Guardian today. Very sad and obviously a very young age to be diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Uh, the television presenter Fiona Phillips has disclosed she's been diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease and has undergone trials for a new drug that scientists hope could slow or reverse the illness. The 62-year-old said she was informed she had the illness 18 months ago, having had months of brain fog and anxiety. Her mother, father, uncle and grandparents had Alzheimer's, she said, um, obviously genetic and within the family. Um, she added, it's something I might have thought I'd get at 80, but I was still only 61 years old. That's really sad, man, isn't it? This article from the 3rd of June, 2020, Fiona Phillips, 59, so obviously th like three years ago, reveals she was bed bound for three weeks after contracting coronavirus and first TV appearance since recovering. Now, just to interject, people who've been uh, watching or listening to Cow Daily for a while will know we've talked about the, the links between COVID and Alzheimer's, but also other inflammatory diseases and end of life diseases. The upshot of it is it pulls forward um, COVID infections, particularly repeat and close together. It shows a link to um, pulling forward things like Alzheimer's to earlier in life, which is just horrendous. And when you consider that in that whole Guardian article, COVID wasn't mentioned not even once. So I'm going to break this down for you. So this is from the 3rd of June, 2020, from the Mail Online, Fiona Phillips reveals three three weeks bedridden. Goes on to say, Fiona Phillips, 59, detailed a battle with COVID-19 in her first TV interview with Lorraine Kelly on Wednesday's Good Morning Britain. Presenter 59 admits she first began to notice the illness when she suffered really bad gut pain. Fiona was one of the first celebrities to reveal she was suffering coronavirus back in March, describing it at the time as an unwelcome bed partner. Fiona was a guest on Lorraine's show to launch an urgent appeal by the Alzheimer's Society as they are one of the many charities hit by coronavirus. The former GMT veteran admitted it's a cause close to her heart as both her mum, Amy, and dad, Philip, died from Alzheimer's and dementia. Um, so this also from 27th of June, 2020. So this is Fiona Phillips herself in the mirror as a columnist. Um, Fiona Phillips not alone in battling cruel COVID hangover. So this is obviously before she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. COVID-19 did eventually leave me, thankfully, but it definitely hasn't gone. It's still taunting me, and me that is not the same as the me I was before it came. So here's some of the many different sources which demonstrate the link um, from studies that have come out in 2023, but we've got stuff from... 2020 as well. Um, so this first one is from News Medical Life Science by Megan Craig, MSc, from June the 21st, 2023, very recent. The link between COVID-19 and Alzheimer's disease is established. On the right, on your screen, blogs from scientificamerican.com, a tsunami of dementia could be on the way. The COVID-19 pandemic can damage the aging brain both directly and indirectly. Um, that is May the 19th, 2020. So you can see how the research has developed. Got some more here, July the 30th, 2021. 
Medscape, COVID-19 tied to acceleration of Alzheimer's pathology, July the 30th, 2021. This recently 19-year-old in China diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease has illness forced him to drop out of high school early and made him slow at reading and responding. 19 years old, man. That's crazy. Um, this is from psychiatrist.com. Beyond psychotropic repurposing psychiatric drugs for COVID-19, Alzheimer's disease. Um, for psychotropic drugs show promise for treating long COVID, Alzheimer's and cancer. That's SSRI. So that's really interesting. So I assume this could be um, something that Fiona Phillips is, because she's participating in a medical trial right now um, to see if these drugs can help with the Alzheimer's. Um, I'm just putting this up on the screen. It's a graph which shows um, the mutualistic relationship between Alzheimer's disease and SARS-CoV-2 infection. I'm not going to read all of that out. If you want to see that for yourself, just pause this and you can do it from there. Um, this is all very sad. I'm very sad to hear about what's happened to Fiona Phillips. Um, obviously, that's been something that's being widespread in our family so you know like we'll exercise a bit of caution but as you can see i mean that's just scratching the surface she was blogging and well writing for the mirror and what whatever about um brain fog and anxiety and jitteriness which um is a symptom of long covid but is a symptom of early onset alzheimer's too so what we need is proper research which links um, cases like this and there's proper study done into this so we can know what we're dealing with for people who are just tuning in for the first times don't get covered there's mitigations in place um in terms of we can buy hepa filters we can buy still mask up ffp2 masks and we can certainly continue to put the pressure on on a national scale to get these mandated and fitted in um public transport hospitals schools all these different like um places where disease does spread. And I mean, imagine a couple of years ago, they were telling her, they were telling her that kids couldn't spread COVID. There's a hell of a lot here that needs interrogating. I'm sure you'll agree. Um, and we'll definitely do it in a more deep dive on another episode of Cow Daily, which has now come to an end because I've got to go off and do some other work. But I really just wanted to get one in today. I've missed, missed just missed doing this. Um, as I say, tomorrow we'll be back with Graham Cansdale from Tusk. Um, next week, we've managed to rebook um, one of the founders of Extinction Rebellion. That'll be a really good one. And obviously more coming up too. So really good to see you. Zoe's saying, wasn't any last Thursday, rooms empty, been base equipment, only two x-ray machines working. I hope you're all right, mate. I, like was it for yourself or what was it um slides are saying i'm tempted to give my grand some of matty's magic meds mate why not you know what i mean um it's apparently meant to help with alzheimer's plaque seriously um let we'll have a look at that but speak to matty as well i mean he's your kid as you know um zoe's saying i'm his driver didn't believe in covid it's only a cold now she said i'd have argued if i had the energy god that's what that's what I'm saying. These things need to not just be proliferated around the general population. I'm hearing this more and more. Medical staff are just like, oh, it's fine. It's only a cold. Absolute nonsense. Nonsense. The opposite of what it is. 
It's not that at all. And I swear to God, we'll keep fighting this fight. I'm not backing down from this because you know why? On a very basic level, I cannot stand melts and it's the meltiest shit ever to not accept reality. All of this like, oh, well, it's just all fine now. Bollocks. It's not all fine and it's not going to be fine unless we do really basic things. Like we're letting the people off the hook who should be doing the basic things like the government, the corporations who should be fitting these filter systems. If you're just tuning in for the first time, go back to the previous shows because we've detailed how these things are in the Houses of Parliament, they're in the Ministry of Defence, they were in every room at the World Economic Forum in Davos. So if it's good enough for them, it's damn sure good enough for us. Anyway, please, everybody, stay well, man. Um, And much love. And tomorrow, I'm really looking forward to getting this cracking once again. With studio space might change. As I said, I'm trying to get the internet in that other room, which will be a better room for this. Just really difficult at the minute. My partner works downstairs and we've got some overlap and sound going on. So I we're back here though, doing this on me day off for years. Thanks everybody. Thanks for all your support and thanks for your patience as we get this new studio sorted. But we're cracking on now. We're back. So happy days. Um, get well soon, Zoe, uh, if you're not already well. And um, missed you there, Leon. And you, Zoe. Oh, you had a fall. Sorry to hear that, mate. Absolutely not happy about it. But watch what you're doing, man. And we'll get it back. We'll get back on it. And it's really been really nice to um, interact with you and just be sat here talking the talk and just getting this cracking again. Look, man. We're not letting these bastards off the hook. I'm fucking telling you. And all melts need to fuck off. Seriously, do not even darken my door with your melty denialism bullshit. Honestly, man, this like whole fucking scene of people need to bite our fucking shite because all you're doing is you're just letting people off the hook. That's all you're doing. You're not doing any kind of like you. You've got like some of the worst people on the planet convincing you that somehow you're fighting for freedom by having Mark Fowler spit in your mouth. I don't know. The world's arse backwards and lockdown's a hell of a lot to do with it. And I swear to God, I swear to God, we need to de-radicalize some of these fucking arseholes. Love yous though. See yous later. Shouts to the Denmark crew. Nice to have yous on board for the first time in Milk the Cow's history. Number 11 this time. Let's go to number 10 next time. All the best. Love you. Strong. See you.